Watch up to the unusual thoughts podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me while I take a good sip of this good old Ace Two O. That feel good. <clears throat> See, they feel good too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get them, y'all. Rule number one is you can never rap. Fucking with you suckers, set a nigga back. Break them down to baby sex and similac. And the only thing on tracks I'm serving is the facts. Wanna pop your chain, kill you for your charm. Never mind your name, call you on the time. Shooting from the bitches never made a difference. Cause impressing all the bitches was the biggest interest. Quick to get it popping, nothing for your pockets. Crack melt like Baskin Robbins, never break a promise. Cops rushing those, niggas flushing dope Who really tipping crime stoppers, you would never know Half my team illiterate, I know it's sympathetic But we can each get a brick that's on a lot of credit A lot of niggas died over fake pieces In the day I do, I pray my son he get to read this To y'all, man, that nigga Meek Mill on this song, he went, he went nuts on this song, man. But anywho, welcome back, welcome back to episode twenty nine of the Unusual Thoughts Podcast. I am your unusual host, Desmond, and we back, man. We got some things to discuss, man. I feel good. Been a good week. I've been working a lot, working hard. My son in school, second weekend. No, a few hiccups, but you know we getting through it. No, no, it's, it's what to expect. What you expect from an eight year old? So, you know, but we gonna get through it. All we can do is uh, continue to work through that, and we will continue to work through that. So, again, man, how y'all hope y'all week has been going great? I truly do hope y'all been going great. But if it ain't, man, hopefully I can make you laugh, make you smile, make you think a little bit, and put some on your heart, man, that you that you can take with you. But y'all know how we start every episode off every week, man. We got to start the week off with the unusual thought of the week. And as soon as I get that done, I'll be right back at you. The unusual thought of the week. Okay, man. So, you know, man, throughout my week, man, I like to write. I write while I'm at work. I write when I'm chilling. I just write. Random thoughts that come to my head, random things that I'm doing, you know, it just it just uh, helps me pass my time and honestly just help me get some of my some of my thoughts out. Um, and hopefully I can break them down whenever I write them out. So something that I wrote earlier this week, man, is this challenge 
it's not a punishment. Take this, whatever, whatever you're going through in this moment, take this as an opportunity to show people who you are. And, you know, when I wrote that, you know, it came to my mind because, you know, sometimes we, we go through things in our life and we don't understand it. You know, it can be from anxiety to depression to to uh, to a lot of different things, man. A lot of that comes from failure or the, or the thought of failing. So a lot of those uh, a lot of those things come from those come from failure. So when I wrote that, when I was thinking about it, you know, man, we all go through points in our life to where we feel down and we are down not that we actually feel down we actually are down and we're going through a tough spot in our life and we consider it like we 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 find ourselves turning to god like god like what am i doing for you to punish me like this like what can i do to get out of this you know we have a thousand questions that we can ask ourselves and i'm just you know man i finally got to a point man it's like man don't take it as a punishment man take it as an opportunity and like take everything that comes as an opportunity because Whatever this, whatever this stage that you're going through, the, it's already bad, right? If it's already bad, then why not try to make it better? And I know, hey, man, Boogie, that's easy to say, but hey, man, I'm just, just keeping it simple. Like, keep it simple. Like, sometimes, what are the small things you can do to try to make this big problem a little bit better? Like, what's the smallest thing you can do? Try to do those small things and just take it as an opportunity because people are, regardless of how you how you think you, whatever space you think you're in at the moment, people are watching you. <laughs> like your family, your friends, your, your people that you want that people that you think not even watching, they are watching you, man. And you can show them who you truly, truly are by how you handle certain situations. And like I said, it ain't easy. And let's be clear about something: it ain't meant to be easy. A test ain't meant to be easy. A, 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 just certain things in our life is not meant to be easy. So when you go through these situations, man, don't think of it as a punishment because like I tell y'all all the time, man, God is with you. You might not believe it. He with you. He fighting right there with you. He telling you which direction to go. You may not be paying attention to it. He telling you. So sometimes you have to be still in that moment. Be still in that moment. Understand exactly where you are. And like I said, work on the small things in order to make the big picture look good because... Sometimes we'll try to go from A to Z and forget you got to get from A to B first. Then you get from B to C. Then you get from C to D. You got to take these baby steps to get through all these steps just to get to the end. But we have to take those steps. One got to, two don't, two don't come before three. It's one, two, three. So go to start at one and go to two. And once you get to two, try to go to three. Keep building yourself up because this opportunity, man, can be, it can be an opportunity of a lifetime not only do you show other people man but you can show your own self cause within all that failure within all that so called punishment you start to doubt yourself man and that's one thing we can never do we can never doubt ourselves. continue to believe in yourself continue, continue to strive for a better you <laughs> for a better you man so whatever challenge that you're going through it ain't your punishment it ain't no God got it out for me the devil got it out for me. Ain't nobody got it out for you. Look at it as an opportunity to fight through this, build through this, grow through this, and push through it. Even your depression, whatever it may be. I've battled depression. I've battled a lot of different things, man. And you know, you get through those things, and it's always a brighter. It's always bright on the other side, man. If you continue to stay focused on the, on the on the on the right things, man, and try to get to the next step and force yourself not to be standing in your mouth. So 
So your situation, whatever it may be, man, strap your boots, strap your boots on, tighten them up, man. Let's get to work, man, to show people who you are. Not only show people, but show yourself. Unusual. Yes, 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 yes. So, man, y'all know, man, this is, man, I don't even know where to start this week, man, with so much ignorance going on. I truly, truly do not know where to start, man. You got the the NCAA doing the Rich Paul rule, then, then taking it back. You got LeBron and his comments on it, the, the Marcus Cousins injury, Jay-Z. Oh, first and foremost, man, I got to – um, I didn't get a chance to do this, man, but to the folks in L, uh, what was it, uh, Dayton? Uh, Dayton and I think El Paso. Um, to all the people that lost their lives, man, and all to all their friends and families, man, send my condolences. Um, terrible, 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 terrible what happened to all those innocent people, man. It's heartbreaking to see those type of things happen to innocent people uh, that's just trying to go out and enjoy their day. And to have something like that happen to them for no reason at all, it's truly, truly heartbreaking. And you see stories like this so much that it's, um, it's truly, it's truly unbelievable to see that 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 this is where we at in in a country, um, to where so many mass shootings and and there's really no purpose behind it. Like I had a bad day, so I'm just gonna go shoot some people. And it's it's truly sad. So again, man, I want, I have to send my condolences to every single person that was affected um, by that by those shootings. Family, friends, um, just to keep it real, man. The country was affected by those shootings. And I've read a story where another guy was um, was was arrested because he was planning to do a to do a um, to do to. To, to go and commit a mass murder, so it's sad, man. It's truly, it's truly unbelievably, unbelievably sad to see this where our country is at, man. And I hope that we can uh, sit down at, well, somebody can sit down at a table, man, and come up with some better gun laws because people, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for the Second Amendment and um, owning your fire, having firearms legally, and all those things. But I truly, in my heart of hearts, do not think that nobody um, should have an assault rifle that shoots a hundred times in three seconds or four seconds or six seconds. Nobody should have a gun of that magnitude because who are you fighting? <laughs> I feel like if you got a handgun, I think there's more than enough to uh, get yourself out of any danger that you're, uh, that you're in. So I truly hope we can sit down and at some point and get that taken care of because it's, I'm tired of seeing all these mass murders, kids dying and kids breaking bones because of parents and people are trying to protect them. So, again, man, a short moment of silence for the people in El Paso, Texas, and in Dayton, Dayton Ohio, um, for those mass shootings. Okay, now, another story, man, that popped up on my timeline the other day, man, that I want to switch to is um, it's an interesting story, truly interesting to me. Um and I truly don't know what to say. I sent it to one person, and she was just like, huh? <laughs> but um, so the governor, the governor in Illinois, the governor in Illinois signed 
And, uh, okay, let me get this right. Illinois governor signs bill mandating LGBT historic, history curriculum in all public schools. The history curriculum. Okay, now, some people are going to say, boogie shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. This is important. But I truly have to ask, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. What is the LGBT history? And the second question I have, and I asked her the same thing, and, you know, we both have close friends that are gay. Um, that's, that's a part of the community that we love to death, that we would die for them. We both have really close friends to us that's like this. But what is this going to benefit out? Like, I guess for me, if I was in Illinois, I would go to a school board meeting, and I would just ask a simple question, like, what would this benefit our kids? Like, what is this benefiting my kids? Because you've never, in the history, that I've never known them to talk about, well, they, they've had sex education, but and I guess you can say that was a, uh, that was a, I guess that was a, that was taught in school, but I don't think they was given the history. Um, but, Anywho, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker, Pritzker signed House Bill 246 on August, on August 9th with the objective of encouraging a more diverse history curriculum. So my thing is, all this history that's in the world, all the history of the United States, all the history that you could think of, black history, that you never taught, <laughs> that you never taught and ever gave us the gave us a a, a deep dive into uh African American history in this country. Or you can go any Indian, you can go a lot of other a lot of other things, um, but you chose the LGBT history curriculum. Um I don't understand. The provisions are in public interest uh for the benefit to uh, for the for the public benefit and to serve secular public purposes, um, I, like I said, man, it's gonna be in textbooks. Um, I don't know. You can't teach about um, your. You can't teach about religion in school, but we're gonna have a curriculum about the L. GBT, that's what we doing. We're going to take God out of schools um, and we're going to put that in place of it. I'm not, like I said, it's not about me agreeing or disagreeing. I just truly, in my heart of hearts, I don't understand. And if I could, um, and I am going to talk to my friend about it. Like I said, he's a gay man. I want to talk to him about it to see his insight. I just haven't had a chance to. I want to get his input on it because, like I said, I just truly don't understand. He said, so the governor also said, so they're only going to do the LGBT. Um, so the governor said, Governor Prison said, the LGBTQ community won't just have a seat at the table. They will be equal partners in a fight to make equality a lived reality for all. And like I said, all for that. Y'all know how I feel about uh, people in the gay community. I have no problem with them. I love them. Come kick with me at any time you want to. Um, Whatever you do, that's your business, and I'm gonna treat you the same way I treat everybody else. Um, so, other other places that have uh, that have embraced this new 
uh, school curriculum are New Jersey, California, and Colorado. They have embraced this new LGBT school curriculum. Um, and like I said, it's... <laughs> you know, like I said, I, like I said, I don't understand. You, you're so, you're so... You know, man, people, people I, I feel like sometimes you do things, people do things... For attention, and I truly believe that. So you, like I said, and and for you to do this, like I, I just truly don't understand what this is going to benefit kids. Um, I don't. And if you could, if someone could tell me what they think this would benefit kids, I'm willing to listen. I truly, truly, truly am willing to listen. You won't teach me how to balance a checkbook, how to start a business, how to. Go about building credit and things that that will actually make you move forward in your life. But you want to teach me history about the LGBT community. And then I asked, like I said, I asked the question, like, what is the history? Like, I truly don't understand those things. So when I speak, like I said, it's not about being harsh. That's why I'm trying right now to be careful with my words. Like, I think it's, I just be honest, I think it's more... I think it's more important things to be taught. And that ain't that ain't putting anybody down. That's not um trying to lessen their 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 um their place in society. But if I'm a parent, I would rather my son learn about credit, building businesses, loans and things of that nature that will help him in his future than to and that goes across the board. Like I said, I've never used a algebra problem in my life since I was since I stopped taking algebra I never used a plus y equals this I never used it so it was pointless for me to learn I think that about a lot of subjects not just this but I think it's a lot more things like I said even in history there's a lot better things that we could be um that we can focus on and like I said if I could speak to someone about it and get um and get more of understanding like what they're going to do because um you know it is I, I would love to speak to someone about it um but this this law goes into effect um next next July so next next school year not this upcoming not the not the 2019 2020 school year but the 2020 21 school year that's when this law goes into effect and they'll be teaching the LGBT um curriculum in Illinois and like I said more power to them and um I would just I, if I was a parent in that um in that that was involved in it I would truly want more understanding that would be my biggest thing I would just want it's not about me being outraged because I'm understanding and I like I said it's not a it's not about a a hate thing for the LGBT community it's just about an understanding thing um, and for me, it ain't, I, I understand it as an adult, but I would want the understanding like, okay, what is this going to benefit my child? That'll be my only question. Because you can, you ain't got to teach me, you ain't got to teach my child about the LBGT community because I'm not teaching them about heterosexual community. I'm just letting them grow up. So I don't feel like I need, you need to teach them that to know how to treat people right. You treat everybody the same way. 
I don't care what you do. I treat everybody with the same respect, with the same dignity. Everybody's the same to me. So, again, more power to them. Switching from that, man, um, politics is politics, blah, blah, blah. All these niggas ain't doing nothing but lying and talking crazy. I don't, I don't know. I tried to watch the uh, Joe Rogan interview uh, with Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders is a trip, man. He's a funny, he's a funny guy, but he is. I think he's probably the most honest because he's just like, man, I'm just going to say how I feel and win, lose, or draw. So I, I don't know what to think about the, the political race. Uh, y'all know the president is a, is a dickhead, for lack of a better word. Just call it what it is. But, uh, yeah, he's just a dickhead from some of the stuff he said. He was so disingenuous about the mass shootings and things of that nature, so I don't even want to speak on him too much. So... Going on from that, man. So, uh, something that came up, man. Uh, AB still, I think he, you know, he's still going through his thing with the Raiders. He, his feet was messed up, and then, uh, you know, from the feet, he didn't want to play with a, with the mandated helmet that the NFL has and that he that he has. So he filed a grievance, and they turned him down. Told him, no, you're gonna play in the helmet that's more safer. Um, so he has to adjust to that. I think his feet is getting better, and I think he's back on the field a little bit. So I I, I guess for me, man, I ask myself, uh, my best friend is a Steelers fan. I think I've told you that, like, most people that's around me, close people to me are all Steelers fans for some reason. My brother, my, my cousins, my best friend, and more people that are all Steelers fans. And, um, you know, they got rid of AB for a reason, and I'm starting to see that reason. I never really paid attention to um, to the Steelers because um, they suck, and all y'all know how I feel about them. They all they suck. So, um, but AB is a piece of work, man. And, you know, uh, I guess the only way you you can justify him being there is because he, you know, if given the opportunity, he will given the opportunity he can and will be productive because he's a really really great receiver. So, you know that's but a lot of stuff that he does, man. It's I, I don't. I, He's a headache, just to say the least. He's a he's a huge headache. Uh, from th- and just to stay in the NFL, man, you know you got from there, man, you can go over to the Cowboys. The Cowboys, Jerry Jones and his son Stephen Jones, are I think I think they're finally finally starting to worry a little bit. Zeke is still holding out, and it don't look like there's no plans of coming back no time soon. From the looks of it, look it looks like he's not planning on coming back unless he gets his contract. Unless he gets his new contract, he has no interest in coming back and playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, It's crew. And I can be honest with you, I'm not mad at Zeke because the life of a running back in the NFL is really, really short. And the way the CBA is set up in the NFL, they can literally hold you for the first seven years of your career and not pay you, really. You can get franchised a couple of years, and you'll, you'll make some money, but there's no guarantee of money, so if you end up getting hurt, you just lose out on money. And uh, with Zeke, Zeke has been, been in the league three years. He's had his off-the-field issues. Grant. Grant, he's had, he's had a couple off-the-field issues, but when he's on the field, productive like no other. He's led the league and he's led the league in rushing two out of two out of the three years he's been in the league, 
And last year, he probably would have led the league in rushing, but he was suspended six, six games. And he was still the leading rusher per game, I think. I think he was the leading rusher per game um, in the NFL. He just didn't play. He only played 10 games, so he wasn't able to be the leading rusher in the NFL. So, you know, I'm not sure of the number that he's asking for. No numbers have come out. Um, they've only said that the Dallas Cowboys have offered, and he thought it was a joke. And since then, he's been in Cabo, and he hadn't said anything. He hadn't done anything. He's just staying out the spotlight and waiting waiting on a new contract offer um, to see if they are close. Uh, last thing I heard is that they're not even close in the negotiations. Like, they're not even close. So, it's funny because, you know, you, you had them going into the season saying they were possibly a Super Bowl contender. And like I told somebody else, like, y'all can say what y'all want to. Jerry Jones getting on TV talking about their, their running back, their rookie running back is holding his own. He can do this. He can do that. Their running back might be good, but Zeke will run you to the, to the Super Bowl. Their running back you got over there now won't. Zeke can truly run you to the Super Bowl, so it's funny. Um, and then on top of that, you got bigger fist to fry. You got Dak Prescott that's in line for a new contract. And whew, they, they, he, it's reported that he turned down a $32 million, $30, $30 million contract. He turned down $30 million a year. And we didn't know the details behind that. You know, all these pundits and people get on TV talking about the 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 the, the devils the details the devils are in the details or whatever. So you didn't it didn't come out about how many um how much money will, will be guaranteed, how long the contract will be. So we don't know all that. All the reports said is that he may have turned down thirty million dollars. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Do I believe that he turned down thirty million? No. I don't. I do not believe Dak Prescott turned down a $30 million a year contract unless they were not giving him no um, guaranteed money. I don't believe he turned down that much money. And on the flip side of that, they said he's asking for $40 million. Time out, Zeke. Woo! Time the fuck out. 40? 40. Come on, bro. Mm. Dick, you can, I mean, uh, Dak, you cannot be seriously asking for $40 million. Okay, another one. Do I think he asked for 40? No. I think he I think he probably I think he can argue that he can get more than 30, but I don't think he went and asked for 40. If Dak were to go into Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones' office and ask for 40 and they give him that, that would literally cripple the Cowboys franchise for the next 10 years. Because they're going to lose Zeke. And with Dak without Zeke, Dak is not good without Zeke. Just call it what it is. Oh, he win games. Oh, man, if you ain't got that, that big beast behind you running that ball, and I can't stand him because he's from Ohio State, so fuck him. And I I don't, I don't want him to play, but fuck him just because just cause he's from Ohio State. It's Michigan all day over here, big blue over here. So it's... But I do want to see him play because I like watching him play. But still, still fuck him. <laughs> but I, I, I don't believe the the stories that's out that he turned down thirty and asked for forty. I don't believe it. Um, I think Dak may want something in between that. 
I know for sure he probably wants more than Carson Wentz. He probably wants more guaranteed money than Carson Wentz because he's, I guess you can say he outplayed Carson Wentz in the games they played, but I, I truly think Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. It's just Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz is injury prone. So, you know, the best availability the best uh the best trade is availability. So Dak don't miss games and you know he he make he make timely plays. He make timely plays to help Dallas Cowboys win. Since he's been in the league for these three years, he only has it's only one quarterback that has more wins than him. And that's the the the, the great, the GOAT. The best to ever do it, the, the the man, the myth, the legend, him. Yeah, him. You know who I'm talking Yeah, him, 12. <laughs> Not the one that's in Green Bay, 12. <laughs> big big weight, 12. Big boy Tom Brady, yeah, him. I'm him. That's who he is, him. Tom Brady, the only one that has more wins than Dak. So Dak and his representatives are going to go, they are in their meeting like, hey, man, pay me. And at the end of the day, like I've been, I, I've, I've argued with a couple of people about this. It's like it ain't about what we think he is. It ain't about it. Ain't about what how talented I think Dak is. The market say he gonna get paid, and they have to pay him. And it's not Dak's job to figure out the salary cap. It's not his job. That's for Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones to figure it out. So he will get paid. Um, but I hope he's smart about it and don't try to take too much. Um, so he can. Because at the end of the day, man, on the football team, you you gotta have the right. He gotta have some pieces. Not only do we, not only do we need to have some pieces on the offensive side, he need to have some pieces on the defensive side, to, um, so teams won't go out there and just get thirty five on their head every night. So, you know, it's a lot to consider. But like at the end of the day, um, especially in football, you gotta get your money. You absolutely have to get your money. So I'm not mad at. Dak, I'm not mad at Zeke. Amari is up for a contract. He'll make like 14, 14 points, I think it's five or 14.6, something like that he'll make this year. So he's okay, um, but he'll be coming up for a contract soon. He got a couple defensive guys that's coming up for a contract soon. So I just hope Dak is smart about it, and I hope the Cowboys are smart about it. And I hope they go in and get this deal done for Dak and for Zeke, man, so they can both get back on the Well, Dak is on the field, but Zeke is not Dak. Is not holding out, so I hope. But I, tr- I truly do hope they can figure it out. Uh, they said the timetable right now. They're gonna try to get Dak signed before the season starts, and um, then once Dak is signed, they'll uh, put all their focus on signing Zeke. So, and the schedule is weak to begin this um, the the this this season. Um, but I think without Zeke, man, they might go two and two or one and three in those four games, those first four games. But this, like I said, man, I think they'll figure it out. The next thing I want to talk about in the NFL, man, is the GOAT himself, Jay-Z, my favorite rapper of all time. Jay-Z has teamed up with the NFL. He's teamed up with the NFL, man, and uh, he's taking some backlash, a lot of backlash. Um since this story came out that he's teamed up with the NFL. Um, some people said this is a nail in a coffin that, excuse me, man, that was nasty. So some people are saying um, this is a nail in a coffin um, for Colin Kaepernick and him getting his shot to get back in the NFL. So, Jay-Z, 
So what this is, um, it, they saying that this is. Okay, so it says NFL and Jay-Z's Rock Nation join forces for entertainment and social activism. Um, and, you know, Colin, okay, so the reason that he's getting backlash because Colin Kaepernick need, he took a knee in, I think it was 2016, 2016, three years ago. Three years ago, was, yeah, three years ago, 2016, that he took a knee. And he took a knee um, for a very, very good reason. He took a knee for a good reason to bring, to shed light on the police brutality and the people um, that were dying at the hands of police um, unarmed. It was people that was, and it's still happening today, but around this time in 2016, man, people were dying at, a, at, a, at an alarming rate. Black people, let me say that, black people. People that look like me, people that look like my brother, people that look like my mom and my and my cousins and my sisters and my brothers that look like us were dying at an alarming rate on camera and nothing was being done to these police officers. People were walking away, people were selling cigarettes, people were walking home with a hoodie on. It was just a lot going on. So he need for that reason. And in the midst of him kneeling, he spoke to a guy, he spoke to a man in the army. He was sitting at first, and the guy in the army said, it would be better if you kneel because it's a sign of respect. And he kneeled for that reason. And say what you want to, that him kneeling brought a lot of attention to police brutality. A lot of attention. Now, is everything perfect? No, it's not perfect. But he brought some attention, and I think... Um, Although he doesn't have a job, I think his mission was a success to bring to bring that to the light and to um, to bring police brutality to the light. I think his mission was a success. So um, in comes Jay Z. Now Jay Z a few years ago he turned down um, the NFL for a halftime show because of this. Because of this, he turned the uh, because like after Kaepernick kneeled, he was. I would say he was blackballed, just to call it what it is. I think he was blackballed out of the NFL. I don't think there's there's 32 teams in the NFL, so every team has a quarterback and a backup quarterback, so they may 64, and some teams may have three quarterbacks. So, you know, let's say 80 players. I don't think there's 80 quarterbacks in this world that is better than Colin Kaepernick. I don't think that. So I do think he deserves a job in the NFL. Um, but I think he was blackballed out of the NFL because of his stance, because he would not stop um, kneeling for police brutality. And he, you know, so, and there's a couple other players that kneel that still have their jobs, that got jobs in the NFL. So, you know, you know, it, Colin Kaepernick had a colluding case against the NFL that they settled out of court, and he then he went and partnered with Nike and uh, had a whole campaign, which was a beautiful campaign. But, a few years down the line, the uh, Jay-Z teams up with the NFL. So um, let me read this. The NFL and Jay-Z's entertainment and sports representation company are teaming up for events and social activism. The league not only will use Jay-Z's Rotten Nation to consult on its entertainment pre presentations, including the Super, the Super Bowl halftime show, but will work with the rapper and entrepreneur's company to strengthen community through music 
and the NFL Inspired Change Initiative. Um, okay. The Inspired Change um, Initiative was created by the league um, after the agreement with the coalition of players who demonstrated during the national anthem protests and social and racial injustice in this country. These demonstrations were sparked by former San Antonio, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem in 2016. Um, you know, the NFL, the owners have agreed to contribute $89 million over six years towards causes players were supporting. Commissioner Roger Goodell sees his partnership um, with Rock Nation as a significant step in several directions. So, Jay-Z's point in this, he was like, okay, so... Colin Kaepernick kneeled, and uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeled to bring attention to it. So now, what's the next step? And I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Jay Z um, doing this. I think Jay Z has done enough to warrant um, to warrant. He's done enough for our community to warrant him some leeway to see how this goes and where this goes. Because I think Jay-Z is one of those people that he doesn't have to kiss anybody's ass. He doesn't have to. He doesn't need the money. It's not about that. This is about forwarding the 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 cause at hand because at the end of the day, he didn't kneel for a job. He did not kneel. Colin Kaepernick did not kneel for a job. And if you ask Colin Kaepernick, I think he would say, I'm pretty fine right now. But would I like to be in the NFL? Of course. But I'm not hurting for anything. So he didn't kneel for a job. He kneeled to bring light on a situation, and he did that. So now once you bring the light to it, so what's the next step in the process? And I think that's where Jay-Z stepped in. Now, I think if people would have probably received it better if it would have been Colin, because at the end of the day, Colin has still has still not came out and said anything. Um, like I said, the coalition case that he had against the NFL, they said that he had some 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 uh, daunting um, information about the NFL owners that it was showed that they were blackballing him out of the league, but he settled it. He settled out of court and he can never speak about it. He can never speak about it. So, you know, that is, uh, that that's what it is. And then he went and sparked up a deal with Nike. And, you know, he, like I said, the campaign was beautiful and I loved every minute of that campaign. Um, but Jay-Z just stepped in as a vessel to push whatever narrative, whatever, whatever the next step into trying to get this thing um, pushing in the right direction, that's where Jay-Z stepped up at. So if he has to partner with the NFL and he could possibly bring thousands of people jobs through this, I'm not mad at Jay-Z for this. I'm not going to hold him um, to, 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 this, to this unrealistic standard that we try to place on people for whatever reason. Like, it's only one way to do things. Like, we got to have people fighting and scratching and crawling at all times. And it's like, like we can't, like, one person can't be on the inside. And if you, if you go on this side, then you're Uncle Tom or you're a sellout. I don't think he's selling out. Like I said, I think Jay-Z warrants enough enough respect and enough leniency because of what of his track record. Like look at his track record and tell me that he doesn't deserve a little leniency in this situation to see where it goes and how this plays out. I truly do think he deserves it because he's done more than enough to earn that much. 
Yeah, not all money is good money. We all know that, and uh, we know that not all money is good money, and and you know, and we don't even know the, we don't know the, the details to this partnership. We don't know nothing. We don't know anything. All we know is that he partnered with the NFL. And like I said, some people are taking offense to it. They're pissed. They're Jay Z a Silla. He a man. He a Uncle Tom and blah blah blah. We so quick to judge people that we that we fail to realize the mission sometimes because we're so blinded by our own anger, by our own rage, by our own... We're just blinded by our own agendas, just to call it what it is. I think a lot of people... I think a lot of people have agendas that they don't even know. Or, shit, they may know, but they just... This is my agenda, and if you go against my agenda... If you go against how I do my agenda, how I go about doing my agenda then it's a problem. And I'm going to call you everything except a child of God. So, again, man, I'm not a, I'm not against Jay-Z. I'm just interested. I'm interested to see how this plays out and where he takes it. That's what I'm interested in seeing. And everything else outside of that, um, I really don't care to... to I, I don't care. Because it's none of my business how other people do business. I care about the result. I care about the process. I care. That's what I care about. And like I said, if he can use this to, if he can use this, that's going to help benefit other people's lives. Jay Z, go for it. So, that's all I got to say about that. Um, moving on from that, man. Um, like I said earlier, man, the Rich Paul rule was came into effect by the NCAA. And we all know, um, yeah, I switched from basketball. I switched from football to basketball. So uh, I think this rule, the Rich Paul rule, saying that he, that people had, that an agent has to have a a degree, that they, that they had to have a bachelor's degree, that they had to, that they have to be certified by the NBA for three years or, or whatever association for at least three years, which I'm not mad at. The degree I was kind of side-eyeing, like, what is what is this about? Because he's, uh, throughout history, parents and uncles and family members, friends have all represented players um, in a lot of different things. So why now would you want someone to have a bachelor's degree. Um, I think it was a stupid rule. First and foremost, I just think the NCAA is probably the biggest crooks um, in the world ever. They're the biggest crooks. they multi-billion dollar company that does nothing but profit. So, <laughs> I just think this rule was I think this rule was uh, an attempt for them to get some power back. Um, I think it was an attempt for the NBA owners to get some power back. You know, in the NBA, you know, it's weird because the, the players have so much power in the NBA. Um, but I see here and I think sometimes not all players are cre- are not all players are created equal. So not all players should have the same power. And I feel like now, not only do the big stars, the big big stars, have the power, but these mid-tier players have power to that that I just don't understand that some of the things that they can do and how they go about their business. So, uh, 
I think in this, I think that that's what that was. I think it was an attempt for the for the owners to try to get some power back. But if I was the owners, I would just go to Adam Silver because Adam Silver worked for the owners, not the players. I would just tell him, "You work for us. You need to be looking out for our best interest." The players already have someone that's looking out for their best interest, and that's the players' association. I need you to look out for the owners, uh, the owners' best interest, uh, and try to just you know. It's not about a control thing, but it's like I told my I told my friends in a group the other day. I told them like it was my group of my friends and cousins. I told them I'm like, if I own a business and I got some people that work for me, and I'm gonna pay the I'm gonna pay the people that work for me what they want to get paid, and I'm gonna allow them to tell me what they will and won't do. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, no way in the world am I going to pay you what you want to get paid and let you tell me what you will and won't do. Like, what are we doing here? And I think that's what the NBA has gotten to. It's like, I'm, I'm going to pay y'all all y'all money. I'm going to do whatever y'all want to do. And I'm going to let you tell me what's your job description. Is. I'm going to let you tell me what you're going to do, when you're going to play, how hard you're going to play. And I, So it's just a lot. So I'm not mad at owners for trying to get some power back, but I'm also not mad at players for sticking up for themselves and trying to get that power and, and, and making it um, a mobile league. So I'm not mad at either one of those two things. Um, in, in bad news, man, in bad news, man, I feel so bad for this guy. I feel absolutely terrible for this guy. DeMarcus Cousins, man, suffered another uh, major injury. He, in a private workout, tore his ACL. And it absolutely sucks for him, man. Cousins has been through a lot the last two or three years, man, from a torn Achilles to coming back, working himself back into shape, almost missing a complete year, working himself back into shape and turning his quad into playoffs, working himself back from net, playing in the finals, and then this offseason you get you, you sign with the Lakers in hopes that you can rekindle, relight your career and have a decent year where you can go make some real money the season after that and you tear your ACL just on a simple drive. Like literally a simple drive and he tears ACL on the same leg. Um, I think it's on the same leg that he hurt. So prayers up for uh, for DeMarcus Cousins, man, because I know it's going to take it's gonna take some, uh, some willpower to get through this, man, because I know you've been battling – um, you've been battling for a while, man, and I, and I know that you won't stop. Um, but continue to fight, man. Continue to fight, it, man. You and hopefully you'll push through this one, the same way you push through the quad and the uh, and the Achilles, man. But like like I said, man, it's just a tough, 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 tough situation for him, man. The league's reaching out to him, and I know people are reaching out trying to make sure he's okay. Um, like I said, I think with his mentality now, um, like I said, it's a tough blow, but I think he can bounce back from this. So, uh, shout out to Demarcus Cousins, man. I'm praying for you, and I hope you have a speedy recover, a good, a good surgery and a speedy recovery. To uh, Clay tore his and already walking around. He's been walking around without a cast or crutches or a knee brace or nothing for the last few weeks. So, again, man, Demarcus Cousins, I hope you get better. Um, I think that might be it for the week, man. Oh, I got to give y'all the movie of the week. So this movie just came out, man. I watched it already. Uh, already. It's from Marlon Wayans. It's called Six Tuplets. Uh, 
Marlon, man, he's stepping up his acting game, man. The last movie I watched of his on Netflix was good. It was uh, Naked. And uh, he's just trying to step up his acting game and do some things that he has not normally done, man. So what this movie is, um, this guy just wants to meet, meet his birth family. What he finds are five former roommates who will turn his very nice life upside down. So sex toughness, so... It's a funny movie, man. And Marlon is funny. Y'all know, if y'all know Marlon Wayans at all, man, he's a very, very uh, physical actor, physical comedian. So he's really, really funny. And I even liked his show that came on. I think it was on ABC. His show that came on. It's on Netflix as well, man. But his show had two seasons, 10 episodes apiece. So 20 episodes. And I liked, I liked his show as well. So um, I, when I saw the movie, I, I had to watch it. So I enjoyed the movie. And if y'all get a chance this weekend, man, take a second and go in and enjoy this movie because I think you'll like it. And, man, I appreciate y'all. I truly, truly do appreciate y'all for lending me y'all ear for however long I decided to ramble on about a little bit of nothing. Um, I truly, truly appreciate it, man. I can be found on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Prisoner of War 10. It's, it's, it's spelled exactly how it sounds, Prisoner of War 10. Please reach out to me, man. Let me know what y'all think, questions, concerns, anything. Reach out to me. I can also be found on Facebook at Desmond Yates. Desmond Boogie Yates. Just look me up. I promise you will find my big head. Um, and like I tell y'all every week, man, I hope you guys have a blessed week. I hope you have a, a, um, a safe week. And anything the same way I do every week, you can fit in. Just be unusual when you do it. I'm out.